The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Looks like it's just us today. That's okay. I know. In college, I once took a class, and nobody else signed up for it. It was just me and one other person and the professor. And she decided to still have the class, and it was one of the best classes because you got to work and you got to ask all your questions. You got to do all. It was really neat. So. I think this is a really neat day. Now, last week I had some homework for both of you and everybody else that was gathered here. Do you remember what it was? Hmm. Hmm. No. Had to do with people. Good. It was trying to do what Jesus did, and trying to oh, and trying to act how Jesus act. Now I imagine that this is something that you try to do on a regular basis, anyways. So we still have some stuff to work with. I want to ask you if you had to think about everything you did this past week, and I'll even give you this whole past month. If you had to think of everything you did this past week or this past month, what of it? was acting like Jesus would act. Yes, Anthony. Remembering. Remembering. Tell me more. What did you remember? Um, uh, remembering um, to say thank you about when you give us snacks. Yeah. So being polite and being considerate. And tell me, while I'm not sure... I saw Jesus eating snacks. I bet this is still like Jesus somehow. So tell me, how is this like Jesus? 
he he was polite to other people and he um um people say thank you when Je when Jesus was done um say in saying greed and stuff. I'm not sure if there was a you're welcome in the Bible, but I think you're right. I think you're right that Jesus cared for other people. And those small ways, thank you, you're welcome, are ways that we show we care for others too. In the very beginning. Amanda, you also had your hand up. Yeah. Help people when they need help. So if we see someone uh, struggling with something like homework or anything else, we try to go near them. We try to help them out. Now, does that mean that you know everything there is to know about that homework? No. No, you don't, you don't have to be perfect to help somebody out. You just have to try your best. Yeah. Hmm. When you do things like this, how do you feel? How about you? Smart. Smart, okay. Is it always a good feeling? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah, I think when we act like Jesus would act, sometimes it feels great and wonderful, and sometimes it just kind of leaves us in a weird situation. Sometimes the person doesn't want our help. Sometimes the person's mad. Sometimes we're not happy that we have to go and help somebody else. It can be a wide variety of things. In this text that we have today, Jesus talks about himself like a vine. And we're like branches that bear fruit. And so when we're doing things like Christ, when we're behaving like Christ would be, when we're living as Christ might live, we're bearing that fruit. And while that sounds good, sometimes bearing that fruit can be a struggle. And sometimes that bearing that fruit can be difficult. And sometimes bearing that fruit isn't our favorite thing to do. How? I ask you, how do you keep bearing that fruit? How do you keep being like Jesus when it's difficult? Yeah. If someone might ask for you to help, I mean, if someone asked you to, um, if your mother asked you to get the groceries and you get the groceries out of the car. Yep. But Anthony, I got a question for you. What if I don't want to get the groceries out of the car? Get punished. You get punished. That's true. What if I really don't want to help? What if, what if it's more than just like, it's not my preference? What if I'm like, you know what? Not going to do it. Is that a good thing? No. Your fruit rots. Yeah. The fruit's bad. Amanda, what if I just do not want to be helpful that day? What if I just want to like spend all the day knowing that there's other people to help? I just want to be selfish. Well, um, you are going, you should, like, feel, like, bad for you, but, um, if somebody asks for your help, you should probably 
do it or not. Mm. Yeah, it can be hard to do the right thing all the time. It can be hard. Jesus has this phrase, abide in me. Abide in me. I think what Jesus is trying to say is that Jesus knows we can't do these things on our own. Jesus knows that it's really, really difficult and almost near impossible to try and be this all the time. Sometimes we just don't want to help carrying the groceries. Sometimes we just don't want to help that other person. Sometimes it's not in us to do these things. And so when Jesus says, abide in me, yes, he's talking about prayer. And yes, he's talking about reading the Bible. But mostly, he's talking about hearing and receiving the love that God has for you so that we can share that with others. Hearing and receiving the wonderful gifts that God brings for you so that we can share that with others. If you have nothing, you have nothing to give. But if you've heard this love of God over and over and over each week, each day, each moment, it becomes a little bit easier to keep bearing that fruit. And so, here's what I want you to have this week. I'll say it to you since I have the time individually. Anthony, God has a great, deep love for you. And in moments when you know that, God rejoices. And in moments when it's hard to remember that, and when it feels far away, God is drawing nearer. God is coming close and saying it over and over and over again. God loves you immensely so that you can help others too. Amanda, God has a great, deep love for you. God has a great, deep love for you when you remember it, and God has a great, deep love for you when it feels far off. And in both of those moments, God draws near, comes close, so that you might never, ever forget it. That's what this church is about being able to dwell with Jesus so that we can invite others to him too. Know that Jesus is here. Do you know? Yeah, that's good. Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. But I'll always say it to you. Whoever is in this role will say it to you and these people will say it to you too. God is with you. Should we pray? Let us pray. God, you are the vine and we are the branches. Continue to give us strength for acting and being like you. And when it is near impossible to do so, give us strength again. Give us ears to listen that you are near and hearts to obey and help us to receive that good fruit as well. Tell us over and over that we are loved and we are yours. And let us never doubt it. In your name we pray. Amen.
In the name of Jesus, amen. My favorite part of the newspaper when I was growing up was reading the comics. If I'm honest, that's still my favorite part of reading the newspaper. And there is a one-panel comic that was popular, and I imagine it still is, um, called Family Circus. And it's always just, it's a family getting into like little situations. It's a one-panel comic. And it was never like my favorite, but I always read it because it's there and I wanted to read the comics. There's one particular example of this family that comes to my head every spring. It's a picture of a father out in what appears to be a lawn, and there's grass growing up just like it did this week. There's dandelions everywhere just like there was this week. And as this, pers- as this father's going back and forth, you can tell he's about halfway through, and the daughter is running up to him. And the daughter has the single line. The daughter says, no, daddy, no, mow around the dandelions. <laughs> No, Daddy, no. More around the Daniel. And I'll tell you what. I've felt like that more often than not. A text like this can be a wonderful text that we have today, and it can, it can be a really neat text where we see Jesus as this everlasting provider for us in our work and in our ministry. Jesus as a vine. Jesus as something that pours into us without end. It's much different than a cup that pours once and then it ceases. This is a cup that flows always into us, always with us, always a part of us. A vine is something that can't help but give life to the branches because that's just what the vine does. But then there's a couple of those other things. There's this whole mess about pruning. Some parts of the pruning I'm okay with, where we take the branches that aren't bearing any fruit and we kind of toss them to the side. And while in part I hope that I'm not that branch, I also read this text in a way where it's not some people are one branch and some people the other. I see that we have the potential to be both kinds of branches. And that we're never always separated. We're never always fully there. But then there's another piece. There's a piece that says where there is fruit, God the vine grower, God the father the vine grower prunes so there will be more fruit. And that one kind of catches me off guard. Because I do what feels like an awful lot of work to bear fruit. I do what feels like put forth a lot of effort to be what it seems like I should be in the world, and I imagine you do too. Maybe it's just me, but I've never found this life of Christ to be very easy. Maybe it's just me, but it often takes a little bit of effort not to do every whim that I have past my head, but instead... To be gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love like God, the Father, would be. And many times I fail, but many times I try again. And so when, when Christ suggests that God the Father, the vine grower, periodically takes some of this really 
effortful fruit and prunes it to bear more fruit. I get upset. I find myself like the young girl in the comic saying, Father, no, prune around the fruit. Father, no, prune around my effort. Father, no, prune around my life. Just so I know that I'm not alone. I want to ask you those two questions. I want to ask you these two instances of pruning. When you hear in this text that God the Father, the vine grower, will indeed prune branches out that bear no fruit, how do you feel? God the Father, the vine grower, will prune branches out that bear no fruit. How do you feel? You don't want to be the branch. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a fun time for the branch. Yeah. You don't want to be the branch. Yeah. I'm wondering what branch might be in me that's bearing no fruit, which is a separate. He's no fruit, so he's a co-op. The car in me has a non-bearing fruit branch. Yeah. I'm wondering that's what came to me. Yeah. Am I the branch? Is this person the branch? How much fruit is no fruit? Sometimes I think that. Does that mean that that person or branch is being given Yeah. That's the part I I always try to find good in people regardless of how mean they can be. And I think giving up, that sounds like giving up on somebody. Yeah. What about caring and what about second chances and what about grace and forgiveness where are those when the branches is cut when the branches are cut and thrown into the fire <clears throat> yeah So it can be that a branch has had both in its life. 
has had both fruit and no fruit. First time hearing it, you think that it's just almost like wasting that person. You know, okay, they're not doing anything. Mm. Okay, gotta go. But then if you look at it where if everything else of that tree or that bush is growing and trying to produce fruit and those few branches do nothing except take away the food that's needed for the rest of the tree, the nourishment, and you know, it's 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 killing the main body by not producing anything. It has to go. Hmm. Yeah. So it's for the sake, for the health of the all. And I, I'm looking at it a completely different way. That when you when we talk about I'm a vine and I have some dead branches and I have some good branches, um, I think about hair and nails, which are dead matter on our living bodies, and um, hair falls out every you know a few hundred hairs fall out every day, hmm. and then new ones are growing. And, and, it's pain, and it's painless, like we don't notice it. It doesn't hurt when our hair falls out. We don't even yeah. know that it's happening. Or when we cut our nails, mm. like it doesn't hurt us. However, sometimes, like if somebody's a cancer patient, they're losing all of their hair, the living and the dead. I mean, you know, the, the growing and the, and the not growing. Um, and that is painful. Yeah. So, spiritually, I think to myself, there's like, there's a bunch of stuff that I know is hanging around in here spiritually that's like my hair. It's there, it's dead, it, I could do without it and it would be painless. And I don't know when, it, when, it, when some of it drops away or, or whatever. And then there's other things that I think are like um, part of my life and part of my spirituality that maybe aren't bearing fruit. But if I lost them without meaning to or knowing I was doing it, I would feel that loss. Like, you know, if a cancer patient loses their hair, there's grieving and there's loss that goes into that because even though they didn't, it's, it's, not, it's not living, it's not bearing fruit, it's not, you know, growing anymore maybe, it's still a part of them and it's still a loss. And so um, identifying what in me is the dead part that is, that I still want to keep around, that's the tricky part. Because, yeah. you know, I can, I can say, well, yeah, that jealousy, that's definitely a, we should, I could totally prove that and I'd be okay with that, except, am I? Yeah. <laughs> and that is a great, you've touched on a lot of points we're going to get to, but, <laughs> but that, that's a great transition to this next question. The fruits that are there, the branches that are bearing fruit, when those are pruned, how do you feel? That's where the grieving comes in. Yeah. And anger. Grieving and anger. For me, sometimes it's indignant, indignant confusion. I don't understand the logic of this. There's fruit now. There's no fruit. Why? How do you feel? And it also feels unfair a lot of times. Mm. Unfair. Unfair. I keep thinking about when you have more classes than other Hmm. God has been in my life, and I just firmly, strongly believe that. 
everything happens for a reason. And if, we, if something's taken away, then he wants us to focus in another area. Maybe there's, you know, another use for us somewhere else. And it may not be what we want. Yeah. But it's always what he wants. But they're still standing in the dark room, wondering and waiting and grieving. Well, while, the, while the door is closed and the other one hasn't opened yet, you're still stuck in that. Are you trying to figure out why? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. This text, this text invites us into life as it is. This text invites us into the very understandable decluttering of our lives for the sake of the gospel to grow and grow fully. For the sake of Christ in us to grow and grow fully. But it also gets at the pain and the confusion and the turmoil that can happen when God is indeed pruning fruit bearing branches. When we have bittersweet or just bitter moments of life when there is loss when there is confusion, when there is pain. And this text, yes, it says that God is indeed doing something good in the midst of such moments, but this text doesn't say exactly what. And this text doesn't say exactly how. This text only seeks to tell us that God the vine grower, the Father the vine grower, cares about the vine. This, sec this text seeks to tell us that the vine cares about its branches. This text seeks to tell us that there is indeed hope and new life capable, coming, capable of coming out of this. And so oftentimes I ask you to look in your present or look into the future for ways that God has indeed done this. But today, I invite you to look over the course of the week in the moment that you are in and everything throughout your past. I want you to see if you can identify any pruning. I want you to see if you can identify any ways that this might have been happening, both in yourself and possibly in those around you. As you do this reflection, I want you to keep these ideas in your head. That the vine grower cares about the vine, that the vine cares about the branches, that the ways that you see pruning aren't judgment towards you, aren't personal towards you, are simply for your good. As you reflect, you might see ways that you totally agree with and you're really, really happy about. As you reflect, you might see things that are downright, you're downright angry about, you're mad about, you're frustrated about. You might see things that bring tears to your eyes, yet still today in all of it. The vine grower cares about the vine. The vine cares.
cares about the branches. You are cared for and loved in the pain and in the joy and in everything else. And I pray that in your moments of grief and in pain and loss and in confusion that God brings fruit and God brings fruit quickly. For God is a vine grower and Christ is a vine and we are the branches. God be with you in your reflections. Amen.